We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at studio here. Uh, we've been IT this morning. We've been... Uh, that's a good know. word for it. Yeah, IT, we've been, IT is been, probably the been, best. We can get some stuff accomplished. So, IT is uh, probably the nicest way to say it. We're here with you. Hope everything uh, goes well here over the next little bit. With you this morning, we will discuss uh, Lane Kiffin yesterday. He uh, spoke on Mike Leach, the transfer portal, and more. So we'll talk about that. Got some stuff going on around the uh, the world of sports as well as we uh, as we get going. So good to see you guys in the stream. You have no idea how good it is to see you guys in the stream after uh, the last 10-15 minutes. So appreciate you and wherever you're listening today. We will uh, I don't know hit a lot of topics on a podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials. Also uh, their hot case. Got ribs. They'll let you uh, Call ahead. They'll wrap them up. I'm ready to go wet or dry, ready for you there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Also, um, remember with the lunch specials, you get any size fountain drink and bread as well. And coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you can shop that quote around you can do what i've done what i recommend that you do and that's hop into a clark ford today 662-257-1900 guest at some point probably not this week will join on the rafters music if you get that solved by tomorrow i will be quite impressed we'll put it that way i i, I don't know all right once once guests join that's least, where they'll be. At least between now and New Year's Eve, uh, assuming well, they do. Fair enough. They'll join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters uh, on the Square is the perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering. They can accommodate parties of 10 to 500. Great food with the Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere. Call Genie at 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and reserve a date. Yeah, because, guys, if you're in the stream, number one, we appreciate all the feedback on the audio. The audio is tons better. Really uh, impressed with uh, with that to the point that 
I knew it wasn't perfect, but I don't know if I just understood exactly how bad it was until I, I knew heard it, was it bad. good, and I went, "Ooh, I knew it was bad." That, that's 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 different. Um, I knew it was bad. I just didn't know how to fix it, and and I mean, I knew, I knew there was a lot to fixing it, and maybe I was just intimidated at the process of trying to fix it. And then, uh, yeah, then like we still got just again, there's lots more stuff coming in the studio. We're nowhere near completely frankly broadcast ready but we'll be back with you guys didn't want to miss many more days than we had to um even like we've got extra lights and shadows on the tvs today versus yesterday just stuff going on so yeah it is it it is is what it is we're here with you we'll we'll hang out well one of the things that we're going to do is when i get back from boise we're replacing the ring lights with the soft light and i don't think that's going to reflect on the tvs because it's not as bright yeah yeah, yeah boom the way these are Right. But those are going with us to Boise. So when they come back from Boise, we'll install them in here. Hope everybody is safe. No uh, major damage. Apparently, I slept through a tornado warning last night here in Lafayette County. I'm not aware of any uh, significant issues. But when I woke up, I saw they were telling people to to take cover and whatnot. So Um, Carson had soccer last night and they had a weather delay. We didn't get home until Laura left when the rain delay happened. Because I was like, there's no point in staying. I, I didn't think they'd finish the game. And so she left, and I stayed and rode back with him after the game. And I turned on the weather at about 1045, and there were tornado warnings. But the tornado warning, they expired at 1115 as the storm was between Batesville and here. Oh, so it never actually. So we never. Yeah, okay, they it never it, actually got here. They changed it to a severe thunderstorm warning. And, oh, it got here at about okay. 11, <laughs> about 1140. It it got here because, okay. like I had told, I had told Laura who was asleep. She was like, she's like, because we got the thing. There was a tornado warning, and she's like, you know, panics about tornadoes. And I said, no, they just said it's not going to be a tornado warning. And then when that storm rolled through, she was like panicking, like get up, get get Carson up. I'm like, it's just rain. We're okay. You're asleep. Go back to sleep. It was going to take more than that to get your shoes on and get into the into the into the hall or wherever well, at that point. Yeah, and we'd had a night, so I, I was like, "No, not, I'm not making him get up at this point." Oh, he's, he's been pissed. Oh God, <laughs> that would not. Have been, <laughs> he would have needed to like be hearing the train at that point coming through the uh, coming through the neighborhood. But, <sighs> yeah, OPD says Oxford got over three inches of rain in 24 hours. Wow. He was pissed on a game that they won. That's a good point. Tupelo, uh, Oxford knocks off Tupelo 2-1, and then 2-1 at penalty kicks uh, in soccer last night. I think it was here in Oxford, right? It was here in Oxford. It's pouring down rain. Yeah. The next time someone tells me that soccer is is not tough, I'm going to laugh at you. They're running around freezing their asses off on turf in the rain, temperature dropping, the wind blowing the ball everywhere in a physical game that was getting a little it's getting it's a rivalry oxford and tupelo and everything at this point we can just all pretend that we get along <laughs> not not as and much. for the most part we're pretty pleasant but once the whistle blows for whatever reason that is as has that been the worst one no because it 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 there's a there's a mutual respect there okay but they like beating oxford a lot now, it's funny. I, I, I'm convinced that we won't spend any time on this. I promise. I'm convinced that one of the things that the Oxford kids in any sport have to learn is that when you show up with the O and the Thunderbolt thingy on your 
when you show up with that, you better bring an equal chip or you're going to get beat. And for Oxford kids, that's a hard thing to get because when I say this, I don't mean it as an insult. This is a wonderful town to raise kids. But Oxford's pretty affluent. The kids kind of get whatever they want. And the kids are a little soft. Not in a bad way. They can't help it. But when they play tougher kids, they've got to ratchet it up. And sometimes it takes a minute to learn that lesson. I guess you're in district play now. So you're just seeing the yeah. normal teams that we would see. For and that was a big game for us last night because we lost to Startville a couple of weeks ago. So we had to we had to have this How does one. the playoffs work in soccer in Mississippi? The first round team, the first place team gets a bye. Okay. Second and third place teams have to play each other in a play-in game. So we'll probably play Tupelo again and again. So by the third time, it'll be a borderline And that'll fist, be in the play. It'll yeah, be that. a borderline <laughs> fist fight. Okay. And Carson knows a lot of those kids. He plays club in Tupelo. He does. He knows those kids, and he likes some of them. Um, <laughs> like some of them. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> they're some that are fine. It's all, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, it was, it was, he wanted to win bad. It's fair. Uh, I, I have had a time in my life where I was a bit of a hunter. It's not necessarily the case now. I'm wearing my real friend of Tyler's and a fan of Realtree more than a hunter at this point, but it's all good. Um. Uh, <clears throat> All right, Lane Kiffin. Oh, I got to address this because it's in the stream. Rebel Grizz says, Neil, DJ said Ben, as David Johnson said, Ben said someone out of them, you and Yancey, used to blow their nose in their shirt while waiting outside in the cold covering recruiting. I hope it wasn't you. I can tell you. Where's my camera? I'll do this. Are you aware of uh, what they're talking about? It was not me. Period. It wasn't David. I'll allow Ben to tell you it wasn't Ben. And then you can figure it out from there. Is this a podcast topic? To talk about I mean, blood. how no, like how did we get here? Really? Well, I see that I see the comment in the stream. They must have talked about it in a podcast. Oh. I don't know. I've witnessed things covering recruiting that I don't care to ever discuss okay said it was in their hand okay all right and then use the same hand to shake people's hands yep okay those were different worlds back in the day the the cattle call junior days the interviewing everybody that walked up this wasn't that long ago wasn't that long ago no more recent occurrence I think it happened outside the inn at Ole Miss. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all over the place. Sorry, I'm a little scatterbrained, if I'm being honest. It's probably not the best podcast today. I appreciate you guys for hanging in just simply because of our uh, our struggles before we uh, got going. So my mind is not where it probably would have been had we started on time uh, around 8.15 this morning. But we'll, we'll get through it. It's I'm, my fault. Well, no, I mean. Actually, it's not really. But it's not. It, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's. Here we are. By the way, um, if. A camera goes out. We will. We have it. a timer ca- timer issue that we're working on. It might not pop up. It might. If it does, we just have to go hit a button. It's going to take a minute. Feel free to make fun. We're going to get these things worked out. But 
right now we're still we're doing. in a month of change well, if I you pray will. it's not a month but yes what is meant the month of december yes, is our that's more than fair okay yeah we'll get to carlos correa and those kind of things here in a little bit lane kiffin uh speaking yesterday practice going i guess was technically the reason for it it was it was a pre-scheduled interview and press conference it had nothing to do with mike leach's passing uh as far as him talking yesterday right. uh, i know a couple people would ask me that but that's not what that was and then um got into a lot of stuff but We'll start there. Uh, we m- mentioned uh, Leach's death on the show yesterday and really just a day of social media. So many great stories on Mike Leach yesterday that everybody had something one way or the other. I mean, it's hard to even pick out two or three, but I mean, you could just every, I feel like every hour I was copying and pasting and sending to other people and they were sending to me and you're sharing all these Leach stories and one of the ways that we always talk about all the negative, and one of the ways that social media is actually really cool, where it's yeah. you had everybody being really cool, and then you had Wes Rucker yesterday. That's that, that's what you had. You had <laughs> you had everyone, and then you had Wes. And Tyler it, Tyler Siski got so upset at Wes Rucker, and and oh, I, and I was having a hard time getting as upset as Tyler was, and 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 I I told finally I told, Tyler's like you know I'd like to kick his ass, and I said well let me tell you something Tyler, <laughs> you know you're. You're a tough guy. I said, but by the time you get to the front of that line, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute. And you're probably going to encounter some, some fellas. Cause that's that deal where you're going to show up thinking you're getting near the front of the line. It's going to know the lines back there, champ. I love Rucker <laughs> doubling down and then deleting the tweet. Yes. It's like, hold on a minute. Hold on. We can't double down and then delete too. Yeah. Which you got to, maybe some boss finally went, dude. You think? Maybe. <laughs> he was really worked up though, and I said, I, I said, Tyler, welcome to my world. I mean, I, I don't know what to I was having a hard time. Like I looked at it and went, Oh yeah, it's that's typical. Yeah, well, there's no shock about exactly. it. Whatsoever. Well, he was shocked. I mean, there was he, nothing he, <laughs> about that that said, Oh, I'm really surprised here. Is this is is, is this has happened or this is what Wes Rucker has uh has said anybody who's new to the podcast, um, I have not been quiet about this over the over the months and years. Wes Rucker covering Tennessee for I think twenty four seven now. He's been at least at the Chattanooga paper, maybe some other papers as well. Um, prior to this, what was your favorite leech story? I had a couple yesterday that I really really liked. Real quick, his tweet for anybody okay, who's missed it because we're not. He said I always wanted to cover Mike Leach, but in reality, he was better suited for programs a bit more off the beaten path. Not sure how well the bright lights, booster smooching, politicking, and assorted pressures of a place like Tennessee, Georgia, or Alabama come on, would have suited him better where he was. Tennessee, Georgia, or Alabama. Tennessee, Georgia, or Alabama. It's like, hey, the big market clubs in baseball, Yankees, Dodgers, Royals. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's asinine. <laughs> um, America's biggest cities, New York, Chicago, Ypsilanti. Uh, I mean, there's there's a ton. I mean, you got the guy from ESPN saying that basically Leach at one point was playing flag football when he was in law school with a serial killer. Um, I didn't see that. You one. didn't see this? No. Uh, yeah, apparently he was when he was at Pepperdine. I think that's where he went to law school. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, they had a flag football game on the weekends, just whatever, touch, whatever. And uh, one of the regulars had stopped playing in the game. Okay, whatever. People pull out, stop playing. Then they realized they started seeing sketches of him around town. <laughs> and 
later on they ran the timeline and realized it was Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. No and way. Apparently he was in some sort of, yeah, some sort of recreational football game with Mike Leach at one point. And, uh, wow. It's that. It's, it's, here's the thing. is It's not even about one story. It's about that he talked to everyone and he was curious about everyone. It wasn't what... You weren't interviewing him. He was interviewing you. He wanted to know what made you tick, why you did this, why you did that, all these different things um, that made him approachable and likable. And where you look at college football and everybody has this thing. I mean, Bruce Feldman coached his kids literally like Little League football team last summer and Leach helped him design a playbook for kids and was like, no, you run a bunch of crossing routes because that confuses all the kids. They can't figure it out. And they He's scheming up for nine-year-olds or whatever it was. It's just, it's, it's, he's human. The Texas. He's the most human football coach yes. we've had in forever. The Texas, Oklahoma the playbook, fake script. the fake script thing was just fantastic. It was great. And to, for them to go back and get all those guys to admit that, yeah, we fell for it was awesome. I mean, it was so funny. And the, but the story that really touched me was when he was at Washington State, the two young journalists just start showing up. I saw this. And he goes up to him like, hey, who are you? What, what, what are y'all doing? And so they tell him, we're nobody. We're just trying to get started. They run a blog. And he liked them. And he goes, all right. Well. And he starts, so he puts out a tweet basically that goes, hey, for all the best Washington State coverage or whatever, <laughs> for the true scoop or whatever, follow yeah. these guys. And it kind of took off and they were able to sell advertising where they could go travel with the team and not with the team, but travel where the team was going. And they went to all these Washington state games and got to actually do real journalism for two years. And one of them, it launched a professional career. And for the other, he's a photographer now. Oh really? But yeah, I mean, least didn't have to do that. The fact that he went to Brian Haydad's Christmas, Christmas party to me just spoke he sat down by Haydad, literally sat by Haydad, had dinner at his Christmas party, ate dinner with him. And at one point, Haydad told this story on either the Gallo show or Midday with Gerard Gibbard yesterday. I'm not sure which one because I've listened to both interviews. And during the dinner, um, Haydad's phone rang and it was his mother. And he's like, I couldn't help it. And he's like, I just looked over and went, hey, you want to talk to my mom? And Mike goes, yeah, absolutely. He pulls it up. He goes, you got Mike Leach here. Who is this? And said he talks to Haydad's mom for like 10 minutes while they're at dinner, just, hey, whatever. And he said some nice things about Brian, really appreciate him, enjoy him or whatever. And Brian's like, I get the phone back. And he's like, I can hear mom blushing through the phone. And yeah. she's like, oh, God, don't ever do that to me again. Was that really Mike Leach and all this different stuff and whatever? And it's just he, the most unassuming public football figure of our lifetime, potentially, given the scope of where he coached and it being big-time college football. Well, yeah, he coached in the Big 12. He coached in the Pac-12, and he coached in the SEC. Um, he was a coordinator at Oklahoma, at Kentucky. At, I mean, the, just the stories go on and on. It's it's really incredible. Like I like the Cole Kubelik story about the you know, Cadillac. Well, that one and also Cole's kid. Oh, I didn't dressed up, Cole's kid dressed up like a pirate. And so Cole, just having some fun with Mike Leach, shows him the thing. And Mike Leach, you know, does the thing where he breaks down his costume and stuff. But what was cooler about it was that a few days later, uh, in the mail, 
Mike Leach had sent a um, hoodie, Mississippi State hoodie, for Cole's kid. Oh, did he? And a big bag, a big box of Halloween candy. I just thought that was cool. He didn't have to do that. I just thought that was cool. Sometimes it's little stuff people do that, like, strikes you, and it makes an impression for the rest of your life. Like, he and he did that all the time. Like, you can point to little things that mean nothing to the person that did it, that mean really something to the person that received it. Yeah, because Mike Leach sent a tweet or made a phone call or literally told some staffer, hey, I, this address, do me a favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. He's not actually, he's not packing anything up. Yeah. But he made it happen. Yeah. Matters. I mean, I'll give you an example in my house. We went to the Cubs convention back in 2018, 2017. And we're in the we're in the hotel Thursday night. We're leaving to go out to get dinner. Mm-hmm. And Ron Coomer, Carson saw Ron Coomer, the former major leaguer who's the color commentator for the Cubs radio broadcast. And Carson has grown up driving in the car with his dad, who likes to listen to baseball on the radio. And uh, Carson walks up to Ron Coomer and says, "Hi, Mr. Coomer," and introduces himself. And Ron Coomer says, "Where are you from?" And he says, Mississippi, and why are you here? I'm a Cubs fan, blah, 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 blah. And we we turn to leave as a whole bunch of boys come running up to Ron Coomer for autographs. Of course. And Ron Coomer start, yells and says, hey, Carson. And I guess because those other boys didn't say Mr. Coomer, right? He says, hey, Carson. And Carson turns and looks at him and he says, would you like to put on my World Series ring? And Carson's like, yeah. And, and – so he gets the World Series ring and takes a picture. And to this day, man, we'll turn on Cubs radio. And when he hears Ron Coomer, he goes, hey, there's Ron. Is he really? Yeah, every time. Every time. you you, And Leach got that, the human part of this. Like you said yesterday, I think at one point, it's just football. And it is. And we, we're going to talk about the business of football in a minute and NIL and all portal and all this stuff. And it is just a game. It's. It's not, in the whole scheme of things, it ain't that big. No. It's just a sport. Well, and I mean, you kind of saw that even, you know, from somebody who was so pissed off at the time with Lane. We'll talk about Lane in a second. Uh, we come back from our break. First, let me tell you about Style Assembly, Oxford's newest women's boutique on the square. Clothing, jewelry, shoes, purses, sunglasses, accessories, and more. The folks at Style Assembly know it's a pain for guys to shop for ladies sometimes, so they simplify the process with wish lists. Just have to fill the list out at the store or over the phone. Kate, the owner of her team, will keep on, you on file. So all you have to do is call or stop by, choose something off the list. You'll get the exact gift you want down to the correct colors and sizes. They'll even gift wrap it for free. It's perfect for Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, Mother's Days, or any special occasion. They can all ship, also ship straight to your door if you don't live near Oxford. Don't forget the gift cards. If she doesn't know what she wants just yet, they never expire and can be gift wrapped as well. So stop by the store. That's 203 North Lamar next to Blind Pig, 662-638-3163. Or you can DM to place orders on social media at Shop Style Assembly. See, I reset it. No big deal. All good. It's going to be okay. Walk on. <laughs> Walk Walt on. didn't even jump there. Damn. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got in a ring. we got to get you a Whoop monitor during these shows to just like, we're, we're, you know, you can take the Whoop monitor and you can stream your heart rate on the stream. That might be a good thing is to put our heart rates on the screen during shows. That's a thought. We could do that. That's a thought. We can, we can sell it. Brought to you by Whoop. Sure. I, <laughs> please. 
Sorry, go ahead. My fault to the good people that you were talking about there. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts every... I need to go to Walk-Ons right now and just go, um, what do you got? What would you like? What do you have? Just pour pour something in something and then pour something in, in that. and Pour something while I'm waiting. Put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boy's Gumbo Voodoo Shrimp plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, Fresh Salads. It's in Oxford or Ridgeland, wherever you... Local uh, walk-ons is, but Oxford and Ridgeland are the ones that make this show happen. We appreciate them very much. Uh, don't forget, you still got time to uh, order your uh, stocking stuffers from Dead Soxy. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com. Promo code Rebel Grove Get 30% off. 30% off. That's not available to the general public, but it's available to you guys at deadsoxy.com. Promo code Rebel Grove. The College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area, one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood collegecornerstore.com as well uh, if you're tailgating in oxford or home gating with friends and family the college corner has you covered for game day we're also brought to you by the rogue 4450 i-55 north in jackson or the rogue.com uh, you can get in touch with them check go stop by if you're doing some not last minute you still got a couple of weeks christmas shopping there it's your destination for fine men's clothing uh, comer heating and air southern air conditioning and heating Different names, but same great products, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid. Or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Podcast is brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The Rebels are in Houston to face Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, in the 2022 Tax Act Texas Bowl, December 28th, 8 o'clock Central Time. The kick for that one. To uh, get your tickets, you can do that now at OleMissTix.com. And then remember, a couple weeks left in the year. The calendar year coming to an end. Consider supporting Ole Miss Athletics for your year-end giving to help sustain their momentum, help you out as well uh, in that way also. So for more information, ways to give to Ole Miss Athletics, please visit the websites at give2athletics.com, championsnowolemiss.com, or call the office, 662-915-7159. I just realized something in all the chaos that we forgot to do this morning. There is no audition file. You'll have to pull the audio off the YouTube, so congrats. <laughs> I you're, forgot about it. You're welcome. <laughs> I forgot about that too. It, it, it's it's yeah. Uh, speaking of that, planning to uh, speak to Denton Hollis at some point this week on uh, an MPW Digital um, show of some sort. We I was expecting to do it tomorrow night, but I don't know what we're doing, so I don't I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, um, yeah, do that. Do that. We'll make it part of tomorrow night. I'll talk to Mintz today. We'll make it a double thing. and About his firing. You know, discuss his we'll, lack, we'll of, discuss, lack of yeah, employment. Lane going after him. I think Lane was joking. Very jokingly. Very jokingly. He likes Mintz well enough. I he think. does. I think so. Um, but what I was saying, uh, you've seen a couple of places on the on the internet to it. I've linked a couple. Um, Old Miss athletic staff had visited Chris Mitchell, um, the first Chucky Mullins recipient, actually, from back, uh, back I guess, in the late 80s, now 90. I'm, I could have the year wrong on that, but forgive me, sometime around there. Yeah. He was um, right. was paralyzed several years ago, um, is in the northern Alabama area, and I know Tom Luke was among the, the people. I guess Tom was probably a teammate of Chris's now doing the doing Chris the is paralyzed? Yes, that is correct, yeah. Um, so, 
they uh, they took him a bunch of stuff, a lot visited um, visited him there. So again, that's on the thing. We'll talk to Denson how that came about. That was one of the reasons for uh, for that there. But um, if you watched the press conference yesterday, it's on our YouTube channel. Lane was on Sports Center earlier in the day. Spoke about Mike Leach there. You could tell he was mourning. Tell he was yeah very as expected upset struggling to kind of find the right words in a lot of ways um i think lane took genuine comfort from the fact that out there on that field not that's what far I was saying. Yeah. yeah not far from where he was at that moment he had seen mike for the last time and he got to see him at his expense when walk off a winner i guess that's my point i mean the, the, the perspective changed there because look we talked about it here on this show that night Lane Kiffin did not expect to lose that football game. He fully expected to win in all ways. They went up 17, 16, 3, whatever it was. Knox has got the fire extinguisher and the whole deal, and he's smiling. You can see Lane's having a big time, like, you know, not playing great, but they're winning. It's, I think he it's thought whatever. they were going to win fairly easily. Yeah. I, don't, I, I do. I think he thought they were going to win the game convincingly. I think it's one of the reasons that, that – not to interrupt your story, I think it's one of the reasons that that night he was a little irritated at the questioning. It was because what he was really thinking about at that point was not all the Auburn stuff. It was, God, we really just let a game get away. And the studio's not finished, guys, at all. Like, complete bare bones. It, we're nowhere I, near I, done. This doesn't apply to 99-point-something percent of people, but, man, the people that just come on and criticize. Uh, I mean, I... You must have the greatest life in the world. I mean, you must have everything must be perfect. Congrats. I mean, awesome. Um, We're the, nowhere close to finish with it. We're just doing the best we can. We're not done. It, it's simple as that. It, it, it's, it, it's quite a process. I, could, I, could, I don't know how to do it, but I could show you a camera of all the boxes and stuff that we've done. I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of, there's a lot going on. So Lane was pissed that night. He was really, really pissed. Um, he did. He got. You know, it's why he, he gave Richard the answer, or Whitford. Sorry, he gave John. Was it John Donrell? I forget. They had the sideline issue. That I night, saw Richard so. on the field. Oh, you did. I w we never talked about that. Okay, just me, me, let me stop. Um, whomever. I had no idea. I didn't. I didn't follow up. Um, he was. They got the question about, hey, you still get a bowl game or whatever, and Lane was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, it had no bearing on anything in Lane Kiffin's mind right then. He had much bigger issues. Um, but, but this happens, and I think it's legitimate. I mean, he mentioned multiple times, hey, I was. he wrote it in, in Lane's statement. Lane wrote it in his statement. Got to see Mike walk off a winner. He got to hug him. He got to be kind of be with that moment. And Lane revealed also that he – I forget his exact words, but something like as he was talking to him, he thought something was off health-wise. Lane mentioned that it, he didn't look right. Something was strange there. I don't know that they even discussed it. I don't know that he had any more details or anything else, but – there was an there was an evident thing to a lot of people throughout the year that well, I think Mike I, wasn't crazy healthy. He had pneumonia yeah. throughout the year. Did you and I have this conversation yesterday? I don't a, know. A year ago, 
I went to visit the girls in Fayetteville, and Mississippi State was playing there. And our seats were across the field from Mississippi State. It was a really close game. And Mike was pretty animated that day. And I noticed during the Egg Bowl, one year later, like almost to the day, a year later, in the Egg Bowl, another close game, rivalry game, Mike was not very animated. He didn't appear to have a lot of energy. And I remember thinking, because we were hearing all the stuff about cancer and is, was, was this his last game? Was he retiring? Yeah, right. And I remember thinking, I wonder if there's a lot to it. Because people have been saying there's nothing to it. And I wondered, mm, I wonder if there is something to it. Just kind of watching him on the sideline across from where we, you know, I had the, the binoculars on him at times. So, yeah, I know what Lane's saying. There was something kind of off. Maybe all season a little bit. He just didn't have the same energy. There was a post-game interview after they beat whoever they played before Ole Miss. I guess it was East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State where he just didn't sound good. Well, he'd been coughing with after effects of the pneumonia right. for weeks. I mean, they've, that, that's been a that was a that was a very prominent thing throughout a lot of his press conferences. He was having a hard time with with, with that and, and fluid buildup. Um, I mean, Lane didn't say this. So I'm not putting words in his mouth, but from a like you said, the relationship they've had over a period of time, people he saw a good bit because they're both coaching in the same state. He probably had as comfortable and as close as a relationship to Mike Leach as anybody he coaches with at this point. Yeah. Because of just proximity and the way they sort of are an odd couple and played off one another each other in a way. And look, they get complete credit, like we said yesterday, of turning the temperature down a little bit. I mean, their message for both of them the whole time has been, hey, we can be incredibly competitive and we can do all these things, but it's within reason here, guys. And, I think Lane and, said we can still love each other. Yeah, I think he did. You That's know. what he said. <laughs> and I think Lane loved yeah. Mike, you know, as much as I think yeah. Mike loved Lane. I mean, you could tell at their at their. I watched a video of it yesterday. The the end of that Egg Bowl where they go shake hands and Lane kind of has his head down and Mike's talking to him and then as they part, Leach turns and says something to him with like a smile on his face and Lane kind of laughs. So I think even in that moment, he was kind of saying a joke, like making a crack. And it wasn't about the game or, hey, I, it was probably no. something about flying to Boca or something. Who knows, right? Because you know, that was Leach's bid always was Key West. He would tell both of them, hey, we're going to go take a trip together and the winner has to buy the plane to right. get us down there. Like that was, yeah. that was Mike's always deal with Lane. So, you know, I mean, even <clears throat> all the way to the end, that's that's what it was. Lane talked about how – he admitted that sometimes, you know, those pregame handshake things, that sometimes he doesn't look forward to those. And that that was one that he did because he just never knew where the conversation would go. And it was so funny that he said he'd always have, we'd have to say, hey, coach, I got to go. You know, <laughs> we got to coach. We, we gotta, we gotta that clock's running. You know, we, we got stuff to do. And, <laughs> and Leach would just visit. And that's what you hear from so many people that, that talked to him. He would just visit. And I remember it was 2011. I couldn't remember. And I, I was, it was a mailbag question about it. So I was answering it. It was 2011 where Houston Nutt basically got fired at the end of September but coached until the end of November. And so I spent two months talking to people about, hey, the Ole Miss job and are you interested? And Mike Leach's name came up a lot. Remember, we had him on our hot board. And I got him on the phone. He said, you talked to him. That's what I, I was did. thinking, yeah. I got him on the phone, and I remember some details of it now. I guess he knew my name from newspaper stuff. He'd been on my show in Mobile. 
And he's like, what are you, what are you doing now? Where are you? And, and we talked about that. And he's like, what do you, th I remember him asking about websites as opposed to newspapers. And what do you think? And he asked me more questions than I asked him. Cause I was asking him, would you be interested in the Ole Miss job? Yeah, I'd be interested. I want to coach in the sec. You know, I, I think, you know, and how many coaches would have done that? You know what I mean? I mean, the list is like zero. Yeah. I mean, even now people who are friends of mine, okay. Personal friends who are going to be candidates for SEC jobs. If I ever have to do the deal where I have to say, hey, fill in the blank, are you interested in the SEC job that I'm discussing here? They're going to give me some watered down, look, I'm really happy where we are. You know, it's flattering, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to say, yeah, I'd be interested, of course. And Mike Leach was like, yeah, I'd love the Ole Miss job. And I, I took it that day. I thought when he said that, I thought, well, he's not getting it. I mean, for a coach to say that, that means they know they're not getting it, right? And I think in reality, he had nothing to do with that. He just was answering a question. He liked Oxford. He'd been to Oxford, whatever, whatever. You know, he did this. He did this. We, he was asking me questions. And I remember kind of being in a hurry because that was a stage in my life where about where you are right now where there's always a practice or a recital or something you're trying to get somebody to and I didn't have time pulled over to take notes and I needed to get going. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, Hey, thanks. Hey, appreciate the call. You know, and he's still going. I, I think he would have talked another 15, 20 minutes, whatever. It's not because I was interesting. It's just because I think he found people interesting. Well, he constantly, I mean, the, a lot of the stories from yesterday was he was constantly taking calls from people at practice. They'd hear whistles in the background and stuff, and be like, "Hey, coach, I can, like, what, the name goes, ah, it's not that important. It's fine. Go ahead." Like he's just talking. <laughs> it's football. Practice. Assistants are running the thing. Like he's just kind of hanging out. It's all good. It's 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 fine. <laughs> that reminds me of like Tommy Tuberville would come over at Auburn practices, and you'd be like, "Hey, do you need to go like do the football coaching thing?" And he's ah, no, that's what you hire staff for. <laughs> And you think about it, and you're like, well, you're kind of right. I mean, it's not wrong, but... I mean, if the head coach has to go run the offensive line drill, something's bad. He's just overseeing things. Oh, you know, you walk around, you look at people, hey, what's up? Lane's kind of that way. I mean, at Ole Miss's practice yesterday, he's just kind of standing around watching. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. He was kind of down yesterday. You could see it in his body language. Really? Yeah, he was. He was kind of down. I have people have asked. I have not seen any official. If it's out there, let me know. Um, I have not seen any official word as far as celebration of lives or funerals or whatever they're doing from a dedication standpoint. Mississippi State did uh, announce yesterday that they will play in the Reliant West Bowl. That's uh, January second, I think, yep. against Illinois yep. in Tampa. Um. I mean, you know, they're just trying to get through it right now. They said they had no really other answers beyond that, but they would be playing in the game um, and and fulfill that for their their players or or whatnot. Um, yeah, he did go to the bathroom while doing an interview about Lincoln Riley. Um, <laughs> the reporter heard the toilet flush, and Mike goes, "Well, the conversation was pretty good. I just didn't want to stop." <laughs> um, so. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. it's I mean, he, he, Lincoln Raleigh was on his team. He told him, Hey, you, you're never going to play here, but I want you to be a, help me to like be a GA to be a, be a, be a student coach. I think that could be something that works for you. It did. It kind of worked out. It worked out all right. It's, uh, it's there. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of just, I'm like in trying to thought today is, Really, really struggling. Um, Let's talk about some of the other things Lane talked about yesterday because I thought it was a pretty interesting conversation. Um, I'll pull up. Real quick before we do that, because I okay. was going to use the whole next segment on that okay, in cool. a second, right. is just baseball fans. Correa goes for the Giants. Quickly. I mean, you don't seem to be overly frustrated here, but are the Cubs just not moving? I mean, are they are they, are they officially a, a? They're not a small market team by any stretch. But what is going on? I'll, I'll Did they you, offer a competitive deal? I guess is my I, question. I don't know. Um, I have to. As much as I want to say, oh, all the baseball writers were wrong. My experience with reporting is when a lot of people are reporting the same thing, they're not all wrong. Um. You know, over the last few days. People were not listing the Cubs as a favorite for Correa. So I don't know what happened. Here's my theory, and it's fairly educated, but it, it, I will preface it with I could be wrong. I don't cover the Cubs. I don't know anyone in their front office. I do know a couple of people in their organization. I've run this by them, and they've told me that they think I'm right. Okay? They have this computer program that they run. It's an analytics program that – 
not only goes into you know where to position people and all that stuff, but it goes into valuations of players. Sure. And I think they're hostage to it. Uh, and I think what happened is they run their computer programs about Carlos Correa, about Xander Bogarts, about Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, Carlos Rodon, uh, Kodai Singa. Run the, lit, the the litany of players that they've not gotten this offseason, despite the quote checkbook being open end quote. And I think that they're well. The computer says that he's not worth that. So by God. So at the end of the day, so what do you do now on Dansby Swanson? Because I guarantee you, the computer is going to say Dansby Swanson's not worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. But guess what, Chase? If the Dodgers pay you $250 million, that's what you're worth. If someone comes to me and goes, I'll pay you $2 million a year to cover our team, suddenly that's what I'm worth. Yeah, it's not your problem whether that's going to be generated back and anything. No. Not even a little bit. Right. So you want Carlos Correa? And look, Carlos Correa is 28 years old. Is he going to be the giant shortstop in 13 years? No. Almost assuredly not. So the whole 13-year thing, all that is is just to lower the annual average value of the contract for tax purposes. Yes. Obviously, the Giants are going to be eating some money on the back end of this deal. The Giants and the Yankees and others are gambling that the sport, which apparently is incredibly healthy financially. The next person that says baseball's dead, I'm just going to point to this offseason and go, I don't, I don't, I don't doesn't, look, doesn't, doesn't, look, doesn't dead. look dead. Doesn't look dead. Um, those obviously the giants are gambling that the sport is so healthy that in the last, I don't know, three, four years of Correa's deal where they're eating some money, it won't matter. They will have gotten their value out of him. He's going to play shortstop for a few years. They'll move him to third base in a few years. He'll play for a few years and they'll figure it out. He's not playing for 13 years, but the Cubs are apparently unwilling to do that. But what's more disturbing to but me... But they know they're not going to win. To me, what's more disturbing as a Cubs fan is not not signing Carlos Correa, which, by the way, is very disturbing. What is more disturbing to me is watching the Atlanta Braves deal for Sean Murphy. Yeah. You could have made that deal. You could have done that deal easily. You chose not to because you're being stubborn or cheap or something. Oh, and then the Braves throw Milwaukee into that deal who actually gets some pretty decent pieces and came out for nothing. Okay. Like they were the third team that just sort of benefited from that thing yeah, a little no, bit. I mean, Milwaukee got got uh, William Contreras, yeah, all-star catcher. The Braves upgraded at catcher. I love Murphy. I think he's terrific. Uh, I mean, I'm totally serious with this. Like, I, I, I wish I were a Braves fan. Because <laughs> their front office is just... Anthopolis has done a phenomenal job well they have the perfect combination of a little old school baseball and snicker who understands the analytics matter right he's not one of these stubborn no i'm not going to do the analytics thing and then you have guys like anthopolis who have an understanding of two things one the market two analytics and three people you can argue that anthopolis kind of butchered the freddie freeman thing and then you can go but did he Mm -hmm. because they turned freddie freeman into matt olson I mean, the Braves are looking at Dansby Swanson right now and going, well, you know, we could bring him back, and they still might. Sure. 
or they could move on. Yeah. And if you're the Cubs right now, people say, well, Danzy, Danzy Swanson doesn't change the game. No, but you need to add a piece. And he's, and look, I'm, I'm tired of the people going, Dansby Swanson's not a good shortstop. There's yes. only so many dudes. You got to get a dude. Dansby Swanson is absolutely a top seven shortstop in Major League Baseball. Sure. And if you can go get that player, you have to do it. And if what he cost is 25 or 28 or $30 million a year, then that's just what he cost. You're a big market team. Act like it. That's the frustration with the Cubs. Yeah. Yes, and Freeman's agent was awful during all that entire negotiation. He was the whole well, that that was a deal where they got the agent and the team talked and the player didn't. Mm-hmm. And had the player just picked up the phone probably It'd been right. and called Anthopolis and said, Look, I, I really want to play in Atlanta. Here's it's kind of what happened with the with the Yankees to the to the credit of the Steinbrenners. Hal Steinbrenner finally got on the phone with Aaron Judge and said, Hey, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And Aaron Judge says, I want to be a Yankee, but I've got this offer, and that's what I think I'm worth, and I think I proved my value to you as a Yankee, and I want to be the captain. There's things that I want. It's not as simple as I'm going to bow to the the yeah. crown here. I feel like I've earned something, and Steinbrenner thought to him, apparently thought to himself, you know what? You have. You have. We've got it. Okay. So, Okay. The feelings throughout the whole thing, even though feelings got ruffled a little bit, they never let the relationship deteriorate to a point that they couldn't talk. And so ultimately they got on the phone and it was, what do you want? Here's what I want. And I think Steinbrenner simply wanted to hear Aaron Judge say, I want to be a Yankee. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to take a low ball offer. I'm willing to go back home and play for the Giants, but it's not what I want. Yeah. I want to play for you. And Steinbrenner said, okay, let's get it done. Yeah. And apparently in like, all of that bluster and all that time, it got done in one phone call. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, pro <laughs> controls, network We're security, and, uh, and more. So, again, to get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, for those who previously did not have internet, again, that's 662-238-3159. We're also brought to us Solutions Rx, probiotic, multivitamin, supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison right here inside Mississippi. I tell you about it all the time. They've got all sorts of uh, support items, prescription support, vitamins, other things, go to solutionsrx.com, enter the promo code OEP at checkout, get 10% off your first order. Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. you got the uh, overtime patch. You've got the the, uh, game time patch. They'll take great care of you. The warm-up patch, I should say, the overtime patch, they'll take great care of you. They they, they make a big difference. I've used them. If you're out partying this uh, holiday season, you should too. It would make a great stocking stuffer. Gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, we're brought to you by my buddy Clay McNutt, the beast of Baldwin, and there at ACS in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS is a full-service AutoCAD services provider, full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions, ACS has you covered. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. I was in Lamons about a week ago um, taking care of some uh, business for an elf that I know 
uh, Alan and Nancy King and the people there at Lamons will uh, take great care of you as well. It's 1126 North Lamar Boulevard. They've been around for like 75 years. Whatever you're looking for in jewelry, they've got it. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got advisors in multiple states, clients in more than 20 states. Uh, They provide uh, detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he will help create a trip for you that will create a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Separate flavors available for you, including their two most recent offerings, the Lemon Crack Pepper and their New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp. You can use code MPW to get $20 off your first order with PrimeShrimp.com. Fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate to take care of dinner tonight or whenever you uh, need that helping hand from the New Orleans-based company that also does the two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. Kind of like the grocery store, except a higher-quality shrimp. Again, that's PrimeShrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. So, no, yeah, Lane had a lot of other stuff. Um <clears throat> not even personal frustration, just sort of where he sees recruiting, sees the portal, sees NIL pay for play, sees that whole deal right now. I in, thought in, that, in fact, he, he, he said he wasn't frustrated. He said it is what it, it is. I thought he was, as he normally is on big picture things. That's where Lane's the best is on, is on major, bigger macro items. It was really good yesterday. He, now he was, like you said, he was emotional. He was, you could tell him emotionally tired from the leech situation, but he was honest. He just wasn't as long winded as sometimes he gets on some of those, on, on some of those comments, but, and he sort of, for the first time did the whole thing that you and I have been talking about forever is it's pro sports, but where it's yeah, but all 85 can be in the portal at once, or at least the guys who had not transferred before that, because he makes the comment, well, I mean, wouldn't every player jump in as into free agency if they here's had the, the ability to do that? Here's the quote. Yeah. He was asked, so I'll set it up a little bit. He was asked uh, about the, the portal, and he said it's not really ideal. We're trying to manage it as best we can. He pointed out that he's got players coming in on visits. He's going out recruiting. He's got players on his team that are taking official visits because they're in the portal, yet they're still playing for his team. Literally yesterday, Braylon Brown caught a really good pass in practice and later in the day was in the transfer portal. I mean, it's bizarro world if you think about it. Two years in a row, guys are missing practice to take official visits at other schools. Yeah. And and he, still playing in the game. And, I mean, he's going to miss some practice because he's got to fly out to go visit players that are practicing at other schools. I mean, he's not bitching about it. He's like, yeah. I, I get it. They got to go take visits. If you're going to transfer someplace, you go, go take the visit. This is when you take the visit. Missing practice. Weird that you're even practicing, but they are. Um, like Luke Altmyer's out there taking quarterback snaps. Jackson Dart talked about it. We wanted Luke to stay around. But Luke's looking for a home. I mean, it's bizarro world when you think about it. And he says, you know, it's not really ideal. He talked about how he advocates letting portal players sign something to stop the recruiting process. He says, noting that, you know, as I've been saying, 
this goes until late January. Right. He's, his, his quote is, that's a long time for a lot of people chasing a lot of people around. But he, he, he was asked a question about what's in the portal. Is the portal more talented now than it was a year ago? What's in it? And he says, well, now you have all kinds of people going in. You have more better players going in the portal because they want to make more money. The portal initially was people were going in because they weren't playing enough or the system or coaching changes. Now you have a lot of kids going in that are very happy where they're at. We talk to them and say, why did you go in? They want to make more money. You can't fault them. How many NFL players wouldn't opt into free agency if they had the choice every year? You think about that for a minute. You're Jamar Chase. Okay? You have a great rookie year with the Bengals. Just tear the world on fire. You can opt into free agency. Even if you're perfectly happy in Cincinnati, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you opt into free agency every year? Of course. Just why not? What if? What if the Jets go, hey, we'll give you 80 bazillion dollars. And then you go to the Jets for a year and you have a big season. Wouldn't you opt into it again? Because maybe you heard that the Rams were looking to pay 82 bazillion dollars. Right. It's kind of where we are. And it's, I mean, you have stronger opinions about this than I do. I've, I've, I've already hit the point where I'm like, eh, just kind of the way it is. Yet I watch it and I think about it and I think this is, this is going to turn fans off. And you feel passionately about that. I don't I even, do. I don't even know that I do. I, I just kind of look at it like that. Yeah. But I think it hits all tentacles. It, it it goes in a lot of different directions. Yes, look, is it going to turn fans off? 100%. It's going to turn fans off in all the ways we've talked about. I don't have to regurgitate all those. But here's what it's also going to do. With the portal being this volatile and so many guys jumping in, look, Georgia will be fine. Alabama will be fine. Ohio State, whatever. But sure. outside of that really top group, and I mean a few schools, mm-hmm. and frankly, even then, you've got to get the right guys. you got to get the right portal guys. You see that at – a&M Ole Miss where, hey, some dudes didn't pan out. I mean, some did, whatever. Given these huge salaries and everything's on this emotional year-over-year-over-year deal, I think it's possible you're about to see more volatility in records and more volatility in teams taking that one-year plunge, that one-year up, and sort of being all over the place and how admin handle that, how coaches handle that, how fans handle that when – you're counting on the portal. You're counting on recruiting. And one year, it just didn't hit. And by God, you had to replace these guys. And it didn't work out for you this year. Well, in a combination with that, the two teams in your division that are sort of even with you, they did hit on a couple of those guys. So suddenly, eight and four is five and seven. Suddenly, five and seven is nine and three because some magical thing happened one year. You're, you're, it, because when you're building through high school recruiting, it takes away – that one year jump as much because it's about development and dudes and whatever and whatever and whatever. The portal opens up so many different opportunities where it almost becomes like damn basketball where one dude, you know, you get one recruiting win or miss or whatever, and it's shaping things into actual win changes. It's it's so funny that we're having this conversation because we did no show prep on this because our show prep was spent trying to figure out how to get a live stream going. Um, I talked to a coach yesterday not not in the SEC, who said, you know, it's kind of like the old JUCO recruiting in a way. Mm. He said you could depend on if you 
if you just got into the habit of recruiting nothing but JUCO guys, or half of your class was JUCO guys, 14, 15 JUCO guys, he goes, you could count on a handful of those guys hitting, no doubt, now. And they were older, maybe more mature, certainly tougher because they'd come from environments where you either had to be tough or you probably didn't make it. And he's like, you know, and sometimes that worked. And he pointed at a couple of teams. Like there were a couple of Ole Miss teams, certainly a couple of Mississippi State teams that were really good with a lot of JUCO guys. And he said, but when it didn't go well, boy, you knew it. He's like, I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, because when it didn't go well, those kids weren't really invested in your program. Mm -hmm. They were there. And he goes, and they didn't give a shit when it went, pardon my language, when it went bad and the locker rooms kind of got torn up. Teams weren't very tight. He said, and teams that should have won seven or eight won four. Sure. And you wondered in the portal when guys just become mercenaries, is that what happens? What happens when what happens when a season hits a rough patch in late September? Do you recover? Because there's no investment. There's no buy-in. There's no, you know, this is my guys, my team, all that stuff. It matters. Well, look at some of the uh, – You've seen Ole Miss teams do that where now they kind of like each other. They're together. They sort of get through that. Two of the favorite teams I've ever covered. One was 2000 Auburn. Okay. And one was 2012 Ole Miss. And another was 2008 Ole Miss. That was a fun team to cover. What did all three of those teams have in common? Bunch of guys that had been there for a long time who had lost together, who'd been through adversity together, had sucked together, frankly. And when the winning started, or when they just all, by the end, those teams were were tight. I mean, like that Auburn team that I covered in 2000 that went to the SEC championship game and lost, that was a that was a tight team. Those kids loved each other. That Ole Miss team at the end of 2008, that, that, that was a – not only was that a tough team, that was a really tight team. Mm-hmm. They they cared for one another. Had big chips, but in good ways. Like, hey, no, we're, we're in where it's us. 2012 Ole Miss. I mean, you remember how devastated that team was when they lost to Texas A&M. Well, you don't get that devastated if you don't care. God, that night. You don't get that devastated if you don't care. You want to find out how close the team is? Let them lose a, a heartbreaker. Yeah, sure. Watch them. You'll find out how exactly, without a shadow of a doubt, how much a team cares. So, I do wonder, this isn't about Ole Miss. This is just in general because, I mean, the portal's what, 1,400 people today? When you're adding 15 portal guys a year, we'll do the math on that. It's 45, 50 over the course of three years. If you do that, that's 45. That's half of your roster. If half of your roster is transfers from all these places, guys that didn't grow up with any sort of um, affection for your for your school, they're not from your place, that it, it doesn't mean anything to them other than a NIL salary, what happens inside those locker rooms when adversity strikes? Now, look, if you're winning, doesn't matter. Everybody, winning's fun. Winning solves everything. But what happens when you're not winning? When you hit a rough patch in late September, do you just go, ah, screw it? 
And then what happens at the end of that season? Do admin go to the coaches and go, hey, this didn't work, next? Or do you get more time? Or do you say, hey, you got to build this a different way? Oh, that's a way? good point. Excuses. Yeah, like using that as reasons. Yeah, hey, you went here, not here. You did this, yeah. not this. Or do, does admin say, hey, you got to do this a different way because the fans don't care about your team anymore? You're going to have to recruit. Let's take Mississippi out of it. You've got to recruit more Wisconsin kids, more Midwest kids, kids who grew up with going to Big Ten games, watching yeah, sure. Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? In Mississippi, the argument would be you, you got to get more kids from Mississippi. You got to get more kids who had Ole Miss ties, blah, 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 blah. And does a coach go, well, yeah, but it doesn't work like that because I got to develop those kids. I need somebody else to develop for me because you're asking me to win year over year over year, and it's hard. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. But I think you can, not even frustration, but I like read his quotes. I just read him going, I read him, he goes, it's not really ideal. I'd, I'd love to know whether Lane thinks this is sustainable. His answer would have to be, well, it has to be because this is what it is. But I'd love to know. Really, what do you think? Hey, turn that off. Yeah, how? And Lane's not that guy. But I'd love to know with some coaches, because some coaches have said, I don't know how sustainable this is. It's If it's sustainable as far as it doesn't change, it it changes the sport. I mean, that's, Because, hey, the coach, yeah, we're, that, talking that's about, a, we're talking about Alex Anthopoulos a minute ago, yeah. right? Okay, well, part of Alex Anthopoulos' job chase is he has to determine, all right, am I bringing Dan's let's, – let's take Dansby Swanson. Am I bringing Dansby Swanson back to Atlanta? Mm-hmm. I like Dansby Swanson. He was good to the Braves. He's a great guy. World Series shortstop, right? Does all those things. Sure. But he has to decide, is he worth X million per year? Right. Okay, Brian Snitker doesn't have to do that. Brian Snitker's in the dugout, and Brian Snitker just decides, hey, if Dansby Swanson's on my team, you're going to hit first or you're going to hit seventh or whatever. You're going to play this. Here's what time we're taking the bus to get to the airport to fly to Philadelphia, right? Snitker never has to go, hey, I don't know that you're worth X. No, no, you just play. Or, hey, Dansby, you need a day off today? Yeah, sure. Right? You see the difference. We're asking these head coaches to be the head coach. The GM. And the GM. I got to manage the money. So going back to my Braves analogy, if Ozzie Albies gets pissed off that – I'm just making shit up, sorry. If if Ozzie Albies gets pissed off that Dansby Swanson comes back to the Braves at $27 million. He's not mad at Brian Snicker. He's going to take that to Alex Anthopoulos. Not to Brian Snicker, because Brian Snicker's going, I didn't give him any money. I just hit him first. (laughs) I just put him at shortstop in the same way I put you at second base every day. I didn't do any of that. I wasn't involved in that. Well, Lane Kiffin and coaches like Lane Kiffin, they don't have that luxury. Because they they have to ultimately be the guy that makes the call that, yeah, this running back is worth $300,000. There's a wide receiver that is... I heard the price yesterday. So you got to decide, is that wide receiver worth that price? And if he is, and you bring in four other wide receivers, and they're more productive than that wide receiver, are they going to go, hey, hey, he's making this. Yeah, are they suddenly worth Why the am price? I not making this? These are things that you never really had to deal with before. Because in the past, who gave them the money? Boosters. Yeah. Under the table. Yeah. And the coach could go, hey, I, I, I wasn't part of that. Now, is that? 
plausible deniability, sure. But but the coach could go, I have no idea what wide receiver X makes. I I, I didn't do that. I didn't put the money oh, in the shoebox. And nobody talked about it. And so now it's talked about. It's out. It's in the open to some degree. And so when yeah. the player goes, what's, what's so-and-so getting? How come I'm not getting that? I'm more productive. Yeah, no, the, the portal's still very young, but that doesn't mean that cracks do not still happen when something's young. I mean, you can still break something down before it has a chance to fully iron out what it's supposed to look like. And it'll, you have to assume it'll adapt, but to adapt, as we talked about the other day, you've got to get out of this pro player thing where they get anything they want. It hadn't yet. It has to reverse course a little where there's not just this complete leverage that makes no sense to the players. That 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 is that is where that that that, that is that, that is where it will have to change, and we're nowhere close to that. That's just where we are right now. Johnson Hill Creamery, JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Their holiday menu is active. Been telling you about it for a while. If you need to take care of those cookies for Santa, you can get a one dozen mix of three different flavors. Their shortbread, their brown butter miso chocolate chip, and the gingerbread, the kids boxes. Told you for a while they make great teacher's gifts. If you still need a last-minute one for that, or their holiday artisanal cheese boxes, they make all their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Also, their charcuterie box, which is outstanding. So plenty of different options there with Johnston Hill Creamery, 662-419-9201, or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Uh, Opa on the Square is a perfect place to play, uh, plan your Christmas party featuring fabulous food, craft libations. Let Opa host your company dinner or festive party event. They can accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Got a mailbag up at rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, been telling you about them for a long time now. Uh, they host uh, Neil's Picks or sponsor Neil's Picks. We'll have that up at the end of the week with our bowl picks. Uh, if you're looking for a job, they can help you pretty much across the board. If you're looking, your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138. Or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see. But imagine something new. Step forward. Chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at Corinth Dental. Dot com, And if you're a uh, displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ledecky can help. Andy's a longtime Rivals board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You have nothing to lose. Uh, it's myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver, deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. 
for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. You can also transfer your medications over to GNM and let their community pharmacy handle everything moving forward. One call and they take care of the rest for that. Again, that is 662-236-2222. Um, should Mike Leach be in the College Football Hall of Fame? Do you make an exception or not? You have to have a 60% winning percentage to be eligible. He is at 59.6. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know me in Hall of Fames, I'm Halls of Fame. Asking um, the question. Yeah. Generations from now, when you're walking your kids through the Hall of Fame in Atlanta, Mike Leach would be someone you could talk about. Why not? And. A lot of what he did is not necessarily winning. That's not. Well, and at places that don't typically win, he did win. Yeah. Washington State's not exactly the perennial power. There are big football minds that said from a high school and college football standpoint, he was the most influential offensive person over the last 40 years on how there have been trickle-down effects to that. Yeah. If that is the case, you're a Hall of Famer. You have had a drastic impact. Lane has basically said that. On the sport at that point. I mean, a lot of his concepts led to, you know, not only air raid, but the some of the Bryle stuff that 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 he did at Baylor to on and on. A lot of people studied Mike Leach. Like, what was he doing? Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. It's just a crazy stat. This is not in relevance to the Hall of Fame conversation. He coached more teams that averaged at least 470 yards passing per game than all other coaches in FBS history combined. Wow. Now, that's all they did. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, Mike Leach is the ultimate guy. And now, look, they ran the ball a little more this year. They were actually pretty good at it. Um, Or Pete talking about that. Yeah, he's adapted in ways. Look, I mean, that was... You know, Lane talked about that yesterday. He said that he was always true to his system, but he he did he wasn't the guy who didn't find ways to adapt for whatever situation he was in. That he could mm-hmm. alter his system based off what is necessary to move the ball and to win games and to, and to score points at that point. Um, but Mike Leach never believed it was fifty percent pass, fifty percent rush. That was not balance. Balance is making sure every player on the field had an opportunity to get the ball and score, and you had to defend. I'm not going to do the chasing space or long go terms there, but everybody was a was a potential factor in the game. It wasn't just do this over and over and over again. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, we talked about this the other day after I guess the penalty kicks. Argentina has moved into the uh, World Cup final. They will play the winner of Morocco and France. That is today. Did you watch any of that yesterday? None. No, I, that was not. Messi was amazing. Was he? Yeah, he really was. It's not a shock. Two o'clock, one o'clock, something like that for uh, the other game today. One o'clock. I think it's one, two Eastern, one Central for uh, for that. But uh, interesting poll here said um, tiebreaker methods for soccer. The Athletic ran a poll, asked the most probably mostly Americans what they wanted to do with penalty kicks and whatnot. And uh, a golden goal took fifty one percent, where you just play it out until there is a yes. is a is a winner. I. I'm for that as well. Me too. But what I'll tell you, and this did get 21% of the remaining vote, is what the MLS used to do back in the day with the hockey-style shootout, where instead of getting the ball, how far is it, 15 yards? I think so. 10, 15? They would get it 35, blow the whistle, and it was a straight one-on-one breakaway. 
for the penalty kicks where you kick the ball down the field and made a move and so a completely unrealistic thing something that doesn't happen during the course it's of more play. realistic than not, straight penalty kicks not really though because in soccer, very, very rarely is one dude just racing down the field like a breakaway, like a fast break. Well, they the have NBA. this thing called defenders, and, and they, they get in the way. Yeah. Okay. So you don't like that either? No. I mean, it was an American version to make it more fast. Well, back I mean, in the look, day. you're talking to the guy that absolutely despises college football overtime. Hate it with a passion. Every single time that I see it, I'm like, this is so stupid. It's better than the NFL. Mm, it's not. NFL's better. Both teams get the ball. NFL, both teams get the ball. And I no, I don't like the touchdown thing. I think in the NFL, even if you score a touchdown, the other team should get the well, ball. Well, that's fine. That's not both teams. But I the ball. hate, 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 hate eliminating the kicking game and going oh, first and ten at the twenty-five. Go. Hate it. You know, how good offenses would be if every possession during the course of a game started first and ten at the twenty-five. The other twenty-five. How good your offense would be if every possession oh, started sure. first and 10 at the opponent's 25? Sure. I mean, hell, even Iowa would score occasionally. I don't like it. Play the game. But the way they have it now is a problem. And again, I, it, it's strategy. It's interesting. I'm not criticizing the sport by saying this, but Croatia makes the Final Four of the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And the article was, are they any good? Because they do nothing during the game to try to score. No. They just get into penalty kicks. And then they win penalty kicks. And so, no. The answer to it is, well, they're good, but are they... They're not one of the four best teams in the world. No. So it's kind of like... I hate it. I watched it decide, it, a, I watched it, it decide a game last night. It's seriously letting soccer sit there and do what basketball did 50, 60 years ago with no shot clock where they would win games 6-2 to because they just held the ball the whole damn quarter. And people say, well, it would go on forever. Well, no, number one, it wouldn't go on forever. You'd get tired. You'd make a mistake. Fatigue would kick in, and someone would make a mistake, and that's part of the game, too. At that point, you'd be, well, the fitter team won. Yeah, which is okay. I'm cool with that. And it's got to be something, so I'm fine with that. But I want, them, I want them to win on a soccer play. Because there's never a point, at least I've been to a lot of soccer games. I've never seen one where they stop the action, put the ball exactly where you want it, and go, okay, now take your time, set up, get your mind clear. I don't like that. Yeah. I, the, the soccer's more to me about the finding a a crease on a corner, on a free kick, someone creating a mismatch in space, like Messi did yesterday, that draws a second defender and leaves a, a defender, a, a, a teammate free for an easy goal. Mm -hmm. I, I like watching the art of it, the footwork, the strategy, the the moving pieces. That's what makes it fun. You we take all that away on penalty kicks. We mentioned Correa. I guess we didn't point out. It's 13 years, $350 million for uh, Correa is the total price on that. And then uh, just from a sports note last night, because this is notable, uh, Alex Ovechkin, the Capitals four, forward in the NHL, he uh, he gets his 800th career goal last night. He had a hat trick over uh, the Blackhawks. They scored seven goals total. Third player in NHL history to reach that mark, joining Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe. Number 801 will tie Ovechkin with Howell. So basically, he's going to be in second place. Gretzky having the record at 894. No other active player has more than 534, who, which is Sidney Crosby. So there's uh, there's that there. You're watching a all-time dominant scorer in Alex Ovechkin with the, uh, with the Capitals.
So. In a sport that has become fringe. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The NHL raises its hand and goes, we'd love to have the money for $350 million of our contracts that you guys are just doling out over there. Love to be that unhealthy. Um, yeah, for sure. Right now. So. Uh, appreciate you guys for hanging with us today. I know it uh, was a little late, but we got to you best we can. Again, we're still setting everything up, getting it ready. But we didn't want to be away from you for too long, so we'll do the best we can. We'll see you again to uh, tomorrow morning for another show. It'll be in podcast form everywhere that you find it. So check rebelgrove.com in the meantime, and we will talk to you then.